Tuesday, Bishalach Shir 122. We are discussing how the, how it was set up in a way that they were chiseling away at the Torah, the Ruchnius of Klal Yisrael. Now, what happened was, as after many years, we were discussing that the anti Torah writers were very powerful. But what happened was there were pogroms in different cities and there the assimilation didn't bring any benefit because the mobs attacked the ones that were assimilated as well as the other Yidden. And there, um, what happened was that they, they started a new trend of making nationalism. Instead of uh, saying assimilation, they began to preach nationalism of Jews. They didn't minimize their hatred of the Torah, but their the anima, animosity of the nationalist leaders today towards the Torah is an inheritance of the old individuals that were assimilated. So they created a nationalism of being Jewish with nothing to do with Ruchnius. So, <clears throat> so what caused the deterioration of spirituality in East European Jewry seems to be because of the Yidin, the Fry Yidin, the ones that were not interested. So the answer is, it's true that they did corrupt part of the people, but the vast majority of the people remained loyal to the Torah. But the persecution by the Tsar caused a tide of emigration which weakened Russian jury and sent its sons to lands where their Jewish way of life was discontinued. So people simply left and then they had to start again and that was a huge disconnect. World War I came and the Tsar uprooted great masses of Yidin and sent them out from their communities breaking down built institutions and practices which stirred Yiddishkeit. Then the communists smothered most of Russian Jewry with atheism. And the, survi- the survivors of Poland, Lithuania, Latvia were now missing their former chiyas. So after many years of wandering and homelessness, the young Jewish boys had very little education. A generation was lost. The Minhagim were wiped out. So now we have the remnant that was left returned to newly formed countries which had these nationalists that were there. And in these lands the Yiddish kids felt that they had no future and they fell into the hands of the anti-religious nationalists who were supported by rich American funds and they had power to promise them a new life in the land of Israel. And they trained them in their training camps which taught them hostility towards Torah. They controlled public opinion by the newspapers and by their large educational institutions. The 
Taira circles were very strong, but they were very small. That means even though the individuals that kept Taira were strong, but numbers-wise, they were very small. And the masses were heading in the direction away from the Taira. Even though many people kept Minhagim of Yidin, but it was heading downwards. And then came the Nazis in Machshimam, and they wiped out the Yidin in Poland, Lithuania, Romania, Slovakia, Hungary, Germany, France, Holland, part of the Russian Germany. So it wasn't completely the Yidin that were, in, that were responsible for lowering the level of Tyre. The Goyim had a huge influence in it. So basically the Tsar, the Communists, and the Nazis in Achshimam were mainly responsible for the deterioration of Tyre in Eastern Europe. The Spanish communities that were in the medieval times, the Babylonian communities in Bavol, and Klai Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael were all victims of Goyish oppressors who ruined their institutions and spread them amongst the world. So the concept is that Ace of Beers the Avera of Yaakov. It's Esav's fault. There's an example. The Gemara and Bracha says, uh, We want to serve the Rebbe Nishloam. Umi Ma'akiv, who protects us? Who stops us? Sar Shebe'isa, the yeast in the dough, which is the Yetzahara, Yeshivet Galias. And the nation. The nation, Shteras. So it's both. And basically, the this so this is the way it was. This is what this is the tumult that was taking place at that time. And if you look at this maze, he says, "How do you see? It's so much going on from Goyim, from Yidden. How do we understand the plan of Hakadosh Baruch Hu? The answer is, we really can't understand what his plan is." According to one sheet that he was told but others say that even Moshe wasn't successful to know it. But in a general way, we can know generally what the Rebbein Shalom's plan is. But details are much... We don't know exactly why the Moshe does this and this, but from a general perspective, we can a little bit understand so, and now he's going and now he's going to explain how to view it because we're going to try to get basically he took us on a history lesson of different parts of, of uh, the history of and he's going to explain the thread that runs through it to understand how to, how to, how to generally how to understand it for example, Adam Rishon. Adam Rishon was created with the purpose of utilizing his Bechira to become great. He was given the greatest of options with the maximum Bechira that anybody ever ever had. He could have chosen greatness and then higher greatness and he would have had infinite progress of achievement. The world would have become a scene of happiness and everything would have been beautiful. When Adam chose the wrong choice... He lost his unique opportunity for endless perfection and he was sent out into a world where leisure is limited by the necessity to work. You can't just do whatever you want, you got to work. 
and his life is limited by death. So, the point is, which is what Vigda Miller says many times, the curse that a person has to work for his bread disturbs his free will, because a person would rather be doing other things, but he has to work. So they don't have the ability to achieve the greatness that they wanted to achieve. So, how does that not disturb the tachlis of the Bria? Because for one who is really capable of utilizing his free time properly, so work is a curse for a person that Batsam could spend his leisure time learning. It's Batsam not a good thing. But the Rabbi Nishlam's curse is really a, a bracha. A healthy man could enjoy whole wheat bread and steaks. But if he comes unhealthy, it's, un, it's unhealthy for him. So he has to be fed watery soup, which a healthy man can't handle. Endless life and total leisure were only good for the for Adam Rishon before he did the Avera. After the Avera, now he needs the fear of Misa and the effort that he puts in to make money to humble him and to stop him from hurting himself. Person Gemara says in Avis, a person that's Mavatal Taira. Ba'ashiras is mevatel tayra ba'anias rechmolotzlat. Person is mevatel tayra even though he has the means to learn tayra. Uchas v'shalom have to be mevatel tayra when he's poor. Kol mevatel me'alva tayra. Person takes away the old tayra from him is noisim alav al malchus v'aldecherts. They put on him the old malchus v'aldecherts. So a person that does not utilize the opportunity to work in tayra. The Benishla makes him busy with other things. He doesn't. He can't. You don't want him to do averus, so he gets busy with other things, therapies and this and that, things he doesn't want to be busy with. So number one, he becomes too busy to do averus. Number two, he's deprived of the responsibility to choose greatness and perfection because he doesn't have that opportunity. So basically, even though the Benishla minimized our opportunities, but it was because we wouldn't be able to handle it. So the more a person connects to Tyra. That's the aimik. The more a person connects to Taira, the more he is able to enjoy leisure time, which is why Chazal say, call him a kabbal of all It's not just exerus akasiv, it's a svara. The only reason why you have to work is to keep you out of trouble. If a guy is learning like a mensch, so Manshim has no reason to keep him out of trouble, so he doesn't have to work hard. He'll stay out of trouble anyway. And he has the ability to grow, he doesn't need all the disturbances. It's only Adam Rishin after the Chet that needs these disturbances to make sure that he stays in line and he's not on the level to be able to attain greatness. So, so basically, the more a person connects himself to Taira, the less he's going to have to be busy with things that he doesn't want to be busy with, and the less he'll be able, and the more he'll be able to grow in greatness because greatness is attainable for somebody that's not busy with things that he doesn't want to be busy with. So the more a person learns Torah, the more a person increases his own Torah. The more, first of all, he won't be busy with silliness, and the more he'll be able to have opportunities to become great, because he is removing from himself the Klala of Adam Rishan.